Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. Welcome to Jawing About the G-Men is CMG Sports Podcast. I am Joe McGuire along with King Zay and... 2022 season coming up this Sunday. Giants kicking off with the Tennessee Titans, which, let's be honest, on paper, isn't making anybody feel really good about things. I would say that's for starters. The Giants defense, which I know people were pretty excited about. And then they released Blake Martinez. I'm not in camp, Zay, so I don't understand what happened here. But <laughs> this is clearly a move that they wanted to make. I've since heard that Wink doesn't think Blake's the right guy for this defense. And then I think about when they cut James Bradbury. Maybe it should have just been Blake Mark. Tina's when that happened. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I guess I guess um hindsight is 2020 in this league. We know that. Um we all can't see the future because if Giants could, they probably wouldn't have took Daniel Jones with the well, seventh was the fifth or seventh overall pick, whatever it was that year. The Giants probably wouldn't have done that if hindsight was um a thing, but it isn't. Um, but as far as Blake Martinez, not a surprise here. You're talking about a guy coming off a major injury as an ACL tear. Coming into a defense of Blake Martinez, I mean, excuse me, Mark Winkendale, we know is very heavy on the blitz and he, you know, he wants to get at the quarterback. And Blake Martinez may not be someone who fits that scheme anymore. He may not be a guy who can get downhill as fast as he needs him to. And I, I mean, if you have healthy guys that you can fill that, you know, can fill the role of Blake Martinez, then you have to take that approach. It sucks. Obviously, he's a captain on the team. He's been someone who's huge. He's a play caller for us. We know what this team is with him, and we know what this team is without them. They're a top-five defense. They were playing like a top-five defense with him, and then without him, they were in the lower half of the defenses in the league. So, obviously, as a Giants fan, you're nervous with that going forward. But, again, I think these this staff, we have to trust in them going forward, knowing that they know what they're doing and they are putting pieces together to help them become a more successful team. Because as Giants fans, we've gotten to the point where we can only sit and hope. You know, there's not much more we can do. We, we, we sit and hope that the guys that are in power are making the proper decisions because the guys before, they clearly weren't. Yeah, this is a tough spot to be in for these guys. Um They've got a lot of work to do, and I realize, you know, a move like trading James, uh, trading, but releasing James Bradbury, not releasing Blake Martinez, I know it doesn't make the Giants a better team 
today. And it probably doesn't help the Giants win more games this year. But I don't think Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane are thinking about this season. I think if the Giants can win some games, they'll be happy. I think this is still the figuring out process. I think Daniel Jones obviously is the top thing on that list is I know everybody's in love with, with Davis Webb who, who uh, had an amazing, amazing preseason. I, I, I get that. I know people really like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, no reason why Tyrod Taylor couldn't lead this team to a five and 11 season, but Tyrod Taylor is not the future. Brandon Webb's not the like these guys aren't the future, and we understand that. The question that still needs to be asked, and it's probably been answered by this point, but Brian Dable and Joe Shane have every right to find out if Daniel Jones can be more than a serviceable NFL quarterback. I think when you're looking at where Daniel Jones is, a he he's going to need a breakout season. People around this league, and especially Giants fans, are down on this guy. If Daniel Jones can't impress the NFL like Joe Burrow did last year, and I'm not, I'm not expecting because I don't think this team is good enough on offense or defense. But if you can't see a big jump in this team from last year to this year, it's pretty clear you gotta, you gotta move on from DJ. Oh, no, I completely agree. You already have, you know, a lot of people saying that his replacement played last Saturday, whether you watched the late game against Notre Dame with Notre Dame and uh, Ohio State or you watched the Florida Gators roll in their win. A lot of people are already calling for Daniel Jones's name. Um, for the Giants standpoint, you hope he can muster out a good year because then maybe you can bring him back on a discount. Obviously, we know the Blake Martinez move, James Bradbury move. All this is to get that cap space so going into next offseason the giants will have i believe the second most cap space of any team and that will give them a lot of flexibility to help bring in guys who can help obviously you want to get guys into the system this year you want to get these offensive linemen your new guys your neil uh um, thomas you want to get these guys comfortable under the scheme they're going to be going in under doing you know dable with the whole line and try to build some something together there but I think, again, like you said, this year is just preparation for the future. And it sucks for Giants fans, but it's going to have to be – it's going to be an ugly year we have to sit through again. It really is. I think I saw something uh, earlier this morning. Leonard Williams, um, I think, has taken some of his guaranteed yeah. money. Restructured his contract this morning. Uh, yeah, right, uh, right, a restructure. And, and, I, and it's going to give the Giants even a little bit more flexibility. And so, again, I mean, Leonard Williams, great player. Good guy to have on your defense. Willing, he's been willing to 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 make those adjustments, as did Blake Martinez. But again, I think if you're looking long term, I don't think a 31 year old middle linebacker is who you're building your team around. Not at all. So one would suspect the Giants are looking to go a little bit younger and maybe a little bit faster there. Again, with eyes on how this 2023 season plays out, because. And as you mentioned, look, there's some fantastic quarterbacks coming out of college this year. 
if the Giants could find themselves, let's say Saquon has a good year. So the Giants will win some games because Saquon will help the Giants win some games. Say they win five, six games. Even if Daniel Jones is terrible, even if Tyrod Taylor ends up starting, I think Saquon, I think, has the potential, Zay, where he could have a breakout season regardless of Daniel Jones. Now, I'm so hopeful because I re- it took me a long time when the Giants selected Saquon to be happy with that pick. And then after his rookie season, I was like, all right, I was wrong. And he's done nothing since then to alleviate my initial concerns. And <laughs> he's, he's taken an interesting tone to Zay. He's taken this tone with the media like it's the media's fault that, he that he's been a giant bust or that it's in some way the fans' fault that he's been a bust. In, 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 in his defense, and this is where I go with, New York media is tough. It, yeah, is yeah. The, it is the worst market to ever be in. Players hate coming here just based off the media alone. Uh, the radio stations, the television shows, everyone rips New York to shreds. So I can understand why Saquon Barkley is feeling offended. I can understand why he's feeling attacked. But at the same, you know, in the same clip, I've said this many, many times. Don't say it. Prove it. We don't care what you have to say. We want to see it on the field. You know, I've been critical about Saquon for years now. I've been telling you he's on the way to being a bust. And honestly, I honestly think he's still on this team only because he was a number two pick. Yeah. If he wasn't as pie picked as he was, he'd be on his way with Blake Martinez probably a year ago, maybe. If I well, think, I'm being about, think about DeAndre Baker, 32nd yeah. pick of, of, of the draft. And I mean, obviously, slightly different circumstances, but they let him go. I think the Giants would have thought a lot more about that if he had been the three or four or five overall pick in that draft. We said it a million times. Talent can make up for the other BS. If you're really, really good, we'll look past everything else. That's exactly what the Dallas Cowboys do. That's exactly what every other team does in the league. So I think if you can – Saquon can have a great year, rush for 1,000 yards, you know, catch eight touchdowns, give me – maybe 13, 10 on the ground, 10 to 13 on the ground, he could find a way to give himself a little more time in the league. Because, again, as a running back, your time is already limited. You're not you're, you're, Most running backs don't last more than eight years in this league. And that's if you're really good, you know, because obviously you touch the ball the majority of time as, than anybody on the field. So I could – if he has to have a really good year to see, continue to buy himself time, or he'll be, again, another guy who was really good in college – just never cut out in the league. I, I hate to say it, guys like Reggie Bush, really good college guy, just never panned out in the league to be what we thought he would be. How about Ron Dane, a giant Another bust, guy. right? Tyrone Wheatley. Uh, we've seen we've seen those guys just in the in the Giants where you're talking about, you know, guys who were at at the time considered some of the best college football players ever at their position and Ron Dane especially Ron Dane left there with the all as the all-time leading rusher Ricky Williams would surpass him a couple of years later but at every reason that's like Ron Dane oh my god nope 
Uh, so it certainly does happen. And so you got to be careful, I think, when you apply the term generational talent to somebody who's had a good rookie year. Well, I mean, this is what you got to also look at, too. The Giants only kept two quarterbacks. They're very, very heavy at the running back position with four, four or five guys in that in, in that room. So you have to think. The Giants are thinking, hey, if Saquon screws up, Matt Berea, Bereta, you got Gary Brightwell, you you got Antonio, Antonio Williams, Williams. Who, I, who they're high on. They really like that kid a lot. He has to have a phenomenal year in order to continue to buy himself time because there are guys waiting. And we know how this league is. You know, it, it, it's what have you done for me lately? That's how it's how it's been. When you do nothing, they kick you to the curb. Sorry, Eli Manning. But that's really what happens. Yeah, it, it is a bummer. Now, uh, some more news comes out today. Uh, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka will call the plays for the Giants to begin this season. That's not such a bad idea because he did it in the preseason. And the Giants were first in the NFL in total yards and in passing yards per game. I don't know if you knew that, Zay. Yes, How about did. this? New York also finished at the top of the NFC in attempts, completion percentage, and fewest sacks allowed. Now, I know what everybody's saying. It's preseason. Got it. Mm -hmm. Fact of the matter is, is though, guys performed. The Giants, yes. more than any other team, needed to get their starters out there a little bit. They needed to play some football. One of the things I think you and I, I know 100% agree on this, is that the Giants need an offense that is... Um, Up to the top. In, right, <laughs> in, in vogue with what is happening in 2022. And right. every team seems to be able to, especially in the last two minutes against the Giants, move the football up and down uh, the, the field with relative ease. And it seems like the one team in the NFL, at least to me, I'm sure there's others, but to me, week in and week out, and we talk about this all the time, everybody knows I'm a time of possession guy. And I think when you have a defense that's got some flaws in it, and this secondary is terrible, losing Blake Martinez clearly doesn't make them a better team I wouldn't say you know, terrible. I, I think that's a reach. I think that's a bit of a reach. I think we have to give them a chance to see what they're going to be. Obviously, they're coming into a new system. And so everyone is still trying to figure things out. We know with the secondary. I have I have a ton of confidence in the safeties. I may not be as confident as high as on the corners, but I believe with Dory Jackson, there's something there. I do believe the man can play football. I think he had a rough couple of years with the Giants. He, he was in a really weird situation with the whole Joe Judge. I think the whole Joe Judge thing really weirded out players in general. I think even players like Ryan Clark, who we known for being a stud in other places and, and being great, he didn't even look that great here. Just something about that Joe Judge system made everything just awkward for the Giants. And I feel with you, you know, you remove him from the fact that, you know, you, you bring in these other guys. I feel like he'll thrive in the situation being the number one corner. I think he understands he's the number one corner. He's the vet in the locker room. I think he understands that. I think the safeties know, hey, the corner that we have here, like Rodarius Williams and Darnay Holmes, they're young. Darnay Holmes is coming off injuries. You know, so, you know, it's going to take a while for them to get back into it. But I think Julian Love and I think Xavier McKinley, I think they are great at safety. I think those are two people 
who we'll be talking about as possible Pro Bowl players one day. And again, the Giants grabbed another safety off the free agents list. So if needed, Julian Love can switch down the corner. He played corner for Notre Dame. He, if he needed to, he can switch down to that position. Uh, am I 100 that he could keep up with the receivers in this league? I'm not sure of that. And I think that might have been a reason why he initially moved to safety. But he is a, a backup, you know, uh, an emergency corner if needed. So I'm not going to bash the Giants right yet. I want to see how the pass rush looks. If the pass rush is anything, that definitely lessens the, you know, the weight on the corners. It can make their situation look even better. I think we have to take that in all. I think we have to factor in everything before we just start judging based on the past. I don't want to, you know, put the same. I don't want to deem this team the same team based off of, you know, who the last regime was. Because again, we saw what that preseason looked. You, you pointed out that preseason was terrible. No matter what we put out there, we didn't score. We barely completed passes. We looked an absolute joke. We actually looked functional this year in preseason. And that's what I'm saying about giving this whole new regime a chance before we just start saying that ah, same old Giants, same old. Because the Giants have never looked this good in preseason in a very long time. Well, sure. And I'll say here's the other thing. Um, this regime has no connection to Daniel Jones At or all. Saquon Barkley. And if, because let's be honest, when Saquon has been healthy, he's been like a three yard per carry kind of guy. And they like Antonio Williams. He's explosive. Matt Barrett has obviously dealt with injuries and depth issues when he was in San Francisco. Even when he was healthy, there was no telling if he was going to get 12 carries or three. You just didn't know what, what Shanahan was going to do and who he was going to give the ball to. So I think if you're Jones and Barkley, they're I think they would be I don't I, I think the 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 um the fuse is short when it comes to those guys. I don't think they've got a lot of leeway. If they don't perform, those are the two most important positions on this team. And if those guys don't perform, I would especially if like you're saying, like if the defense plays well, if the pass rush of of Wing Martindale can can really bring it and this secondary and I know you like Julian Love a lot he's obviously getting a he's got to step his game up big time here um Definitely. I yeah listen I think he can do it I really do um that doesn't mean he's gonna but <laughs> I feel like he you know again to me if the offense the offense has to be on the football field they've got to split time at least with the other team you can't have those eight, nine-minute discrepancies in time of possession. We've seen that. The Giants' defense doesn't have a ton of depth either. So, again, I think when it comes to these guys can't spend 75 plays on the field and you're running 60 plays, that 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 can't happen. So this team, if the Giants can move the ball like they did in the preseason, I think you're going to expose this defense less Again, with the blitzing, you're going to create good opportunities. But it's all about this offense moving the football, which brings me to another guy. I know you want to just call him a trash dumpster, but do I? you know who I'm talking about? Do I have to say his name? This guy's got to start making some catches. Apparently, it's just been revealing an off-season procedure, and he's still kind of getting acclimated to things. I'm not buying it. This is a Pro Bowl football player. Kenny Galladay. I mean, it's like, what do you do with this guy? Do you you just at some point release him? Obviously, I think they tried to trade him. Nobody wanted him. 
yeah, it, this is the worst case scenario situation. Again, the you know, the Dave Gettleman, the gift that keeps giving, um, it still affects us as he's not even here. Um, they, they, they really, it's a baffling situation. Uh, he doesn't fit the scheme. He doesn't have a quarterback that particularly has a connection with him or cares to have a connection with him. It's not like he's staying, you know, hours after practice so these two can work on things. And to make matters worse, you have players in Kadarius Tony and, you know, Wendell Robinson who might have better years than you. You start to look like the odd man out. Again, he would have been the odd man out, in my opinion, had there not been injuries in the preseason. I think the injuries in the preseason to the receiver position allowed him to stay on the roster. I mean, I, I mean, allowed him to stay excuse me, as far as a starter. I think he would have stayed on the roster. But as far as a starter, I think the injuries allowed him to stay in a starting position. But I, Kenny Galladay, yeah, he's lost. He's in a he's in a, a ship without a paddle. You know, he's, he, I don't know what to do with him. You can't, like you said, you can't trade him. You can't cut him. I guess you have to hope that he comes along. This is the weirdest situation, I think, in the NFL right now. That no one, I think it doesn't get as much talk as it probably should. Because oh, again, goodness. I it's don't funny, know. when it was Nate Soldier, it got a lot of talk. Because, again, you had a guy who you overpaid, who was not as good as his reputation was, and who didn't produce. Well, New England... Uh. New England's line has always been overrated. Again, when you have a quarterback of Tom Brady who can get rid of the ball in three and a half seconds, it makes your line look tremendous when you only have to block for about three to four seconds. So, well, again, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever confused Kenny Galladay with Megatron. You know what I mean? Like, no, but Galladay, Galladay had a good year or two, but he's not, he's no Calvin Johnson, not by a long stretch. There were Plaxico hopes. There were hopes that he could be a young. Plaxico Burris type of player. He can come and be a jump ball type of guy. That The Giants have – I don't know what it is. This franchise has been envisioning that since Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg and basically oust himself from the Giants. It's literally – I hear Giants fans say it all the time. Oh, just get somebody tall and just throw it up in the end zone. You don't have to have somebody tall. The, the, the Rams did it with Cooper Cup. He's only like 6'3", six, 6'2". Six, he's not, you know, a six foot six giant. He's not mega – you know, he's not uh, DK Metcalf or something like that. You can get it done with the littler guys. I think again, it's just a a fantasy hype that got the Giants caught up. You know, a pipe dream that you know got us caught up in the situation. We are still dreaming about these these 06s in 2012. We need to get that out of our head. That isn't our team anymore. Eli Manning isn't our quarterback. I, I Funny, think that's because Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are both listed on the depth chart as backups to Galladay, Tony, and Robinson. And, again, we've talked so much about how much money Sterling Shepard makes and the fact that Terry Slayton makes too much money for producing nothing in the last two years. Well, this, he's still on a rookie, right? He's still on a rookie contract. Still, right. Still again, it's still too much. Again, it's like that guy, has that guy done anything to earn a roster spot? No, it, it it sucks because you've had guys who've been fast in the league who, you know, if you can't catch, then you know you do the Devin Hester. You move them to punt return or kick return, and then hopefully they can be – he's not effective for us there neither. So yeah, it's yeah. – and again, he's not tradable. Nobody wants him. It, it's hard to believe that teams even wanted Jalen Rager. The fact that a team wanted Jalen Rager and the Giants couldn't get anything for, um, for Slayton is 
just goes to show you how bad Slayton and Galladay are, as you couldn't get nothing for them. But the Eagles found a way to get rid of Jalen Rager, and he's terrible. I'm so sorry. The, the fact that they picked him over Je- Justin Jefferson was probably the worst thing you probably oh, could have done for that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, that, and think about the, that team been stacked today with A.J. Brown. They'd have uh, – uh, what's the young uh, – the kid from Alabama? Uh, oh, my God. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, Devonta Smith. They'd oh, Devonta. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they'd have Justin Jefferson. They'd have a really good team. And, again, they don't. The Giants <sighs> – Oh boy, this you know this year is so beneficial. I just want to say that this year is so beneficial for both ends. If Daniel Jones and, and, and Saquon Barkley could have a really good year, the Giants could win this division. I'm going to say this. I want people to. This is a hot take. I'm going to say this. Uh, the Cowboys, their line is in sh- it's it's in shreds. It's in shambles. I don't believe in their defense. I've been watching Diggs get burned all summer. I'm not sure if Lamb's in number one. He wears the 88, but I don't know if the 88 really fits him because I've seen a lot of critical jobs from him. We've seen it. And what is Dak Prescott going to be when he's under pressure and he doesn't have the time he's had over the years? Again, you look at Philly, I don't believe in the quarterback situation. Obviously, there's something up if the Tennessee Titans just let A.J. Brown go for nothing. He's obviously either lost a step or he's not what they envisioned to be at the receiver position for them. I don't believe, again, I mentioned again, I don't believe in their quarterback. The Eagles are another team who I think will be looking in that quarterback carousel next year as the draft goes along with the Giants, who probably will be looking to replace Daniel Jones. I, I'm going to say, good or bad year, the Giants are going to be looking to replace Daniel Jones. I, this regime is going to want somebody that they can live and die with, and that's their guy, because if they, even if Daniel Jones has a good year, they're going to want to get, you know, the minute he's, he's terrible. He's that's why I've been saying Daniel Jones can't have a serviceable year if i said this the other day we are doing keys to the city and i was like he's got to throw for 25 to 30 touchdowns and the keys brothers were like no if he could throw for 20 and run for eight that's 20 i said no he's got to prove to them that he's at least going to be in or near the discussion of top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl because if he's not he will be playing his final games this year for the New York Giants. Plain and simple. It's a quarterback league. If he's just going to be serviceable, if he's no better than a Mitch Trubisky long term, then that's that's not the guy. I agree. And it's not hard to be a top 10 quarterback. Honestly, if you're telling me Kyler Murray's a top 10 quarterback in this league, getting paid like a top 10 quarterback in this league, it's not that hard. Because I don't think Kyler Murray, to me, is that much a cut better than Daniel Jones. I'm sorry to say I, I don't think he's that much better. I think he's been in a better situation. I think he's had a more stable situation than Daniel Jones, but I don't think he's that much better than Daniel Jones because I keep telling you guys, Colin Murray to me in two years will be out the league. Two to three. Once that contract is done, he'll be out the league. I continue to say this. I like Kyler Murray as a baseball player, and I thought he should have gone that route. Same. I think he's a better baseball player than he is a football player, and I think it's too bad baseball doesn't get to see that. Um. Last thought, let's talk about this defense just for a minute because Carter Coughlin is the starter uh, at middle linebacker. He's got 23 career tackles. He had six last year, two uh, by himself, uh, and four assisted. Austin Calitro had a phenomenal preseason. Oh, that's my guy. (laughs) He is the backup. Just so everybody understands that, I think between, I mean, again, Carter Coughlin, you're about a seventh round draft pick, mm-hmm. right? These guys are nothing fancy, but 
clearly Wink Martindale, I think, likes the the speed, the versatility. These guys are um, younger, faster. They certainly don't have the tackling instincts of a Blake Martinez, but I think between the two of these guys, I don't think you're going to see too much of a fall off. No. Nope. Especially Calicho's got a seems to have a real nose for the ball. You throw somebody like a Xavier McKinney in there who also has a nose for the ball. Uh, this this defense does have a I I think a very good chance of still being really really good. I I, I, I tell you I I'm not down on the Giants this year. Okay, even I think this will be the year where it's an effort year. Go out there and play. Because you have nothing to lose. I think you have a winnable division. I think you just have to go out there and, and find a way to win. I don't care if you win a game or field goals. If they can go out there, you know, that this has to be that year where they can just go out there and see what they got. It is. I don't think, like you said, there's no expectation to win. There's no, you know, a lot of people are expecting us to lose. So, to me, again, it's a blank slate. Go out there, show everything you got, leave it out on the field if you're the Giants, if you're the players. So, because next year, there's going to be huge changes. We know that. You're talking about a team coming in to the offseason who's probably going to have the second most cap, a team that has a new regime. Mike Dable is very liked around the league by a lot of players. You hear a lot of good things about Dable from a lot of people. And I think he'll attract a lot of other players to want to come. You know where we're going to get rid of. We're going to get rid of these Kenny Gallaty guys. We'll find a way to get rid of them eventually. There will be a team to me, I think. And I, and I know there, doesn't be a lot, there aren't a lot of trades in football. But I do think at some point this year that Kenny Galladay isn't playing around the trade deadline. The Giants will find a way to move him, I, whether it's for a couple of draft picks or something. There will be a team who's in need of a wide receiver and a playoff push and all that, and they need someone who can just get up and go. Obviously, you have a ton of free agents, but when you look at the free agents markets, these are guys who are either eh, or are coming off of injuries like an Odell Beckham Jr. or something. And But you could have you a Kenny Galladay who's been healthy who really hasn't played in two years. If I'm being honest, yeah. <laughs> so again, I think they'll find a way to move them. There aren't a ton of trades in football, but I think that will be one that actually goes down this year. But because again, this is a, a, a blank slate for the Giants. This is an effort year. See what we got. Go out there, and if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. I think that's really what it comes down to. Because next year, if you suck, you're going to be replaced. That's just what it comes down to. The yeah. quarterback sucks, he's gone. The running back sucks, he's gone. That's just what it comes down to. And, and you know what? This team is fast and fiercely freeing up money yeah. so that they're in great position to replace guys who don't perform. So, yeah, exactly right. Go out there, do your job. By the way, Giant special teams looks pretty fantastic. As as uh, And it hasn't been. It's funny. They get rid of the, the special team teams coach. head coach. And suddenly the 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 kicking game looks better. The Giants signed uh, Jamie Gallon, the uh, Cleveland Browns punter, uh, over the last three seasons, who has an excellent rate of pinning teams inside the twenty. Uh, had just one touchback last year. He's got nine in his entire career. I expect that guy's going to be important to the Giants uh, and the success that they have. They've got themselves a really good punter, uh, as silly as that may be. Uh, but if these, there's a lot of three and outs. This guy, this guy knows where to put the football. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our Giants preview. As I mentioned, they will be facing off against the Tennessee Titans. We know what the Tennessee Titans are all about. They've obviously uh, got themselves uh, a very healthy 
Derrick Henry, 425 start for the Giants and the Tennessee Titans. Look, the Giants are going to find out right away how good this defense can be. They're going to be obviously seeing the, the best running back in the NFL, pound for pound. On the defensive side, look, Tennessee's got a, a, a defense that will bend and doesn't break. The Giants should have opportunities to move the balls. Eh? I think this is a perfect game one for the Giants. Can you stop the run? Is a guy like Ryan Tannehill going to light up your secondary? Can you get to him? And then, like I said, can you move the football? I couldn't agree with you more. Um, we know in the past the Tennessee Titans has been a team to – uh, play up to the competition and sometimes play below the competition. We've known, we've seen that in the past, even last year when I called that Jets loss. You know, we've seen it coming because they're um, I, again the way their team is built. They're built with a a, a a hopeful quarterback, similar to what the Giants have. Um, Tannehill, we know, is not a franchise quarterback. Uh, you have a hopeful running back. You hope he stays healthy. Uh, you have rookie receivers. I think the Giants, and again, this is why I keep saying they're in good positions to get some good wins in on teams that are unexpected because you have rookie receivers who's going to be playing his first football game. You have a, a, a stud running back, again, who, who's known for being multiple injuries. He hasn't been there. Uh, I think he was – now he's coming off injury. Last year he was injured for the – he missed the end of the season last year. So now he's coming back first game off an of injury. I think the Giants, again, could sneak out of the win here. I think Mike Dable could sneak out a win, get his first win as the Giants head coach. Uh, again, I, I, secondary, I'm not really too worried about Tennessee's defense. No big names to me really stand out there. So I think if the Giants could find a way to get score on every drive, the keys would be to score on any drive or at least limit the three and outs, extend those drives. So if it's three and outs, it's at least in their territory. You've used clock. You've taken clock off the, you know, off the, the, off the game before you give them the ball back. And you put the team in a situation where you're controlling the time of possession. I think that's a big deal. If Kafka could come here and find a way where the Giants can not only score, but also control time of possession, keep the defense off the field, keep that Tennessee offense from, you know, doing what they do and run over the Giants. You know, I think that's how they build up that key to winning, that recipe to winning. I think that's what it comes down to. It's going to be not just stopping the run, but keeping that Tennessee Titan offense off the field. Staying out of the third and out. Yeah, nine play, 56-yard drive, 12 play, 75-yard drive. Those were just a couple of the drives we saw from this Giants offense. We're going to need to see some old-school Giants, long drives, take some time off the clock, and limit what your defense has to do to win football games, and it'll put you in a better, a better position uh, to win. What do you think? Let, I, I I don't want to pin you to anything. Give me the a Giants a Giants record this season that you really feel like is realistic, and that would I I guess one that would make you not be disappointed. Like if they go three and fourteen, right? We're beside ourselves. Where where do you think they're going to land, and where would you like to see them? I need to see them in the six or seven win area. I think the six or seven win area lets me know that it. It's getting better. The people are buying into the coaching regime. I think that's the key right there is them buying into the coaching staff and the the owner. I think once they could figure out how to get everyone to, you know, 
buy-in and, and everyone's all playing together. I think then the Giants now have something that when they get into the offseason, they can go, hey, look, this is what we did last year. We need you. This is how you can help us out, and this is how we can improve. This is how you fit our system. I think they have to be able to sh- get six, seven wins, put something on paper to show these free agents that they want to come in next year because I think that's – I think the Giants are uh, an auditioning team next year, if I'm being real. I, uh, you have no reason to want to come here. You honestly don't. I, I said in the first show of, of this new season here that basically the Giants have so many question marks right down to, you know, how is Evan Neal going to perform? How is is Andrew Thomas going to continue to improve? What's Thibodeau's impact going to be like? So many question marks. If all of those question marks were to be, oh, wow, dude, you never believe how that turned out. The Giants in this division have a chance. I, I think there's just so many things that would have to click that. Yes, yes, yes. Barkley, Jones, Galladay. There's just so much that, again, I, like you, I would be happy if they got six or seven wins. I think it would show improvement. I think some of the losses will be close games, games where you're like, ah, they could have just like a year or so ago when we were like, man, this team could have been 10 and six, not six and 10. I think if they're getting closer to that and they're competitive and they can move the football, it's a win. And like you said, you're playing for next year and you're playing for your job. Yeah. Again, it's a whole audition year, in my opinion, no matter how this pans out, everyone is auditioning. No one's job is safe. They have never come out and said anyone is untouchable. They have never said anything like that. Everyone's job's up for grabs. Just play. If Jace Garcia was here right now, he would tell you the Giants are going to go 13 and four and win the Super Bowl. Uh, so thank goodness he's not here. Just kidding, Jace. Uh, he will be back. We'll have the full crew back next week after, obviously, the Giants opening game, uh, 425 p.m against the Tennessee Titans. That's going to do it for our Giants preview for King Zang. I am Joe McGuire. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Joeing about the G-Men. You can also visit clovercrestmedia.com backslash Joeing about the G-Men. That does it for us. We will see you next week on Joeing about the G-Men, a CMG sports podcast. Eat those now. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, and it's something. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They had a rule to 